0: Hi, this is Steve McRae, founder of the Great Debate Community and co-host of the Non Sequitur Show on YouTube. And you're listening to the CA. There's no expiation for the generations of misery and suffering that religion has inflicted in this way and continues to inflict. And I still haven't heard enough apology for it. Christopher, I've I've got to call you down on referring to circumcision as genital mutilation my son cried more at his first haircut than he did at his bris and statistically... You weren't doing it right then. <laughs> statistically, the, the only long-term effect that it seems to have on people is it increases their chances of winning a Nobel Prize. I can't... Um, I can't find the... the um, compulsory uh, mutilation of the genitals of children are subject for humour in that way or flippancy in that way. Maimonides says very plainly that it's designed to repress uh, sexual pleasure, to deprive a, uh, a male child as far as possible of the opportunity of that. Uh, the full excision, um, uh, not just the SNP or the mind, the, the full mandatory covenant is fantastically painful, uh, leads to trauma Um, leads to the dulling of the sexual uh, relationship and uh, can be in itself life-threatening at that moment we have the records I can show them to you of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in the United States of boy babies who've died or or had life-threatening infections as a result of this disgusting practice that you that a person as humane as yourself can sit here and be and think of that as a fit subject for humor shows what I mean religion makes morally normal people say and do disgusting and wicked things and you've
1: just proved my point for you.
2: welcome to the canadian atheist a podcast about news current events and commentary on all things atheism from a canadian perspective now this podcast carries the explicit tag and where is it like a motherfucking badge of honor so if you get offended you might want to switch off The CA records each week live from Apostasy Studios. Why not join in the discussion? Find us on Facebook, email us at Rogers.com, or follow us on the old Twitter machine at the underscore CA underscore podcast. If we are amused or tweaked by your stuff, we just might even use it on the show. And now, here are Michael and Dean.
3: All right, here we go. Welcome to CA. Today is Saturday, May 25th, 2019. I am Michael.
2: And I am not Dean. I am once again Shannon.
3: Yes. Um... Uh, okay, so you yeah. You always
2: start with that big sigh. It's yeah. like, this is like the weight of the world. Uh, or this is your happy place. And you're just like, yay, I'm back and ready to rant about random bullshit that pisses me off in the universe.
3: Yes, that yeah. one. Well, okay. Um. So yeah, so this is a uh, an unusual uh, recording uh, day. And I have uh, less than a uh, usual oh, recording. I
2: was, wasn't sure where you were going with that.
3: <laughs> less than usual recording. Uh, partner Dean is, uh, is under the weather and in the interest of, uh, uh, popping uh, out an episode, and also with some of the material we're going to be covering, you had mentioned before. You're like, hey, you know, you should have me on to talk about all this, all this bullshit that's going on. So that's that was part of the yes, because uh, there's
2: nothing women love more than men sitting around talking about abortion. Well, exactly. And no, uteruses. and so it
3: this th- this is one of the reasons it worked out perfectly. So, and also in the interest of you think our podcasts are too long, I did less news.
2: Excellent. You're welcome, welcome, everyone out there.
3: But actually, you know what? Send us an email, the com or uh, send us a tweet uh, at the underscore CA underscore podcast. And uh, let us uh, let us know who you agree with, whether or not you think our, our episodes are too damn long. Do I'm not, not make me create a poll. Because I have not once received uh, an email. And I say I only because I'm the only one who checks the email and, and Twitter. Um, uh, but I've never once said, hey, you know, hey, guys, shut the fuck up kind of response (laughs) so create a poll i don't care Mm. hey you know what that means it means all kinds of all kinds of your people are gonna have to listen to my foul mouth (laughs)
2: no i would create the poll on the page but whatever
3: Mm. um and and i say again my foul mouth because dean is generally much more um uh restrained restrained than i am
2: yeah
3: yeah Mm. he doesn't like cunt nearly as much as i do that's a great
2: he he may disagree with you on that
3: yeah um okay so we we do have uh a bunch of news to get That's to. A lot of we...
2: paper sitting there. I thought you said you narrowed this down.
3: Uh, oh, I did. Geez. I did, my darling. All right. Uh, we typically do eight to ten oh,
2: yeah.
3: news stories a week.
2: That's my turn to sigh. <laughs> plus audio. Right. Which right. we
3: always chat about a lot. Oh, boy. But uh, this is only one, two, three, four, five plus audio. Mm hmm. So an abbreviated, somewhat. Somewhat abbreviated issue, depending on how much longer we talk about. Uh, Random other things. nothings. Uh, abbreviated uh, episode as compared to what our normal ninety-minute diatribes are like.
2: At least, mm-hmm. no, 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 no.
3: Although last week was like almost an hour and fifty.
2: Right. See, you can make you can watch a movie in less time than it takes to listen to one of your podcasts. Yeah, but. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's all. Carry on. <laughs> it's
3: like. <laughs> this episode, of the CA, brought to you by my complaining wife. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, nice. Uh,
3: okay, so yeah, so we do have audio and, and uh, shit to get to, but uh, so we, we we were chatting, you and I were chatting about this whole uh, abortion thing, and I thought it was uh, you had suggested, hey, have me on uh, talk about it because I think it is. I think it is a good thing. We had you know the. You know, the state of Alabama I might have to drift into the southern for this episode a, a touch mm-hmm. um where we had uh, 23 men well we cuz we are we're, we're uh, lucky enough not to uh not to be in the United States of America but um Is it 23 we, or 26 I thought it was 23 men anyway it, it might have been 26 that only makes it worse mm-hmm. um deciding the fate of uh women in, mm-hmm. in the state mm-hmm. But we do have an interesting article following, uh, the first one that we're going to talk about, um, that, that I found very interesting about where, uh, just, and, and just to kind of throw us out there, who might be more to blame than, than you think? Uh, hint, it's white women.
2: Oh yeah. That doesn't actually, you know what, that doesn't surprise me much these days, unfortunately, especially in the South.
3: But I thought that this one, uh, would be a funny, would be a funny one to start with. Um, This is from newsweek.com. Florida state representative says God told him to introduce an abortion bill, which allows no exceptions. Uh, Florida state representative Mike Hill said the abortion bill he introduced the state uh, legislature this year was sent to him by God directly. Uh, He made these statements on Thursday while uh, while visiting... uh, a women for responsible legislation group in Pensacola. What I love about uh, uh, the Florida panhandle is how open-minded they are. Yes,
2: that's definitely a word I'd use to describe them.
3: Yeah. Uh, And speaking about the bill, uh, which is similar to the law passed in Alabama uh, earlier this month, Uh, the Pensacola Journal News reported, as plain as day, God spoke to me. He said that my bill wasn't just about heartbeat detection. And he said that it needed to be put into place immediately. And right away, I knew what he was talking about. So that little bit of word salad. What, what he talks about afterwards is the fact that there needs to be no exceptions. So he says later on, he says, um, no exceptions for abortion should be allowed. Rape, incest, or anything else. None of these and in quote situations have anything to do with this poor baby's right to li- to live.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so let's um, so let's let's talk about um, <laughs> abortion. Hmm. Um, so uh, how has I mean you, you've you've seen just like everybody else, we've all seen. Uh, all this stuff uh, going on over the past number of uh, number of weeks and months, um, <sighs> hurried in, I think, uh, in some way by Trumpelstine and his uh, and his uh, lovely VP, Mister mm. uh, Pence, indeed. And we've talked about here on on the podcast. We've talked about, hey, you know, welcome to Gilead, right? And the sad part is, is I'm not sure how wrong that is. Mm. So.
2: So here's my take on the whole yeah. situation. Let me, let me start off by first saying that I'm pro-life. Yeah. Um, I mean, because who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be, you know, saying that, that life is something that should happen? But you know what trumps that? A woman's ability to choose and bodily autonomy. So it is possible to be pro-life and pro-choice at the same time. And I think that often gets kind of lost in the mix, that you have to be one or the other, that if you're pro-choice, that automatically means you want all the women to kill all the babies, which is not anywhere close to any kind of truth. There's been a lot of conversation and memes and everything going around that, you know, you can't take blood marrow. You can't take blood from someone without their consent. Bodily autonomy has always been the kind of the key component of, you know, our individual rights. The most basic individual human right is bodily autonomy. You can't force a family to give permission to donate a dead person's organs if they didn't consent to it in the first place. Um, and that person is dead. They have zero use for those organs anymore. Mm-hmm. But nope, that's what the law says. But oh no, you put a clump of 100, you know, a clump of cells together and all of a sudden they become 100 cells and they move past a blastocyst to become some kind of zygote. It's not even a heartbeat that they have at six weeks. It's actual kind of detection along the fetal pole. Yeah. It's not a like fully formed heart. twitching
3: cells or something. So there's even
2: this whole heartbeat like law at six weeks is complete bullshit and scientific fraud Uh, or, or using terminology, using scientific terminology to kind of perpetuate something that doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah. And I mean, as everyone is saying, the vast majority of women don't have a clue. They're even pregnant at six weeks. Yep. I mean, I, I, and I, I admit that I come to this from a very different perspective than many women or unfortunately some women have experienced my experience. I mean, I never had. I have not had an abortion. Let's uh, just put that right. out there. I have not had an abortion. Um, mostly, <clears throat> excuse me. Mostly because I have infertility. I have fertility challenges, so I never had any reason to worry. I mean, I had years and years where I wouldn't even have a cycle, let alone the chance to become pregnant that would even potentially, you know, necessitate abortion. Right. And that has not in any way, shape, or form changed my opinion on, excuse me, goodness, that has not in any way, shape, or form changed my opinion on um, the necessity for the choice that women, I believe, must have to have control over their lives, their future, their destiny, their economic health, their mental health, their bodily health. Um, and beyond the rape and incest, and yes, of course, if we're going to have to have rules and laws, et cetera, including rape and incest is better than not at all, because talk about something that could not be more emotionally traumatizing. And now you're going to force someone to have that, uh, a reminder of that horrible experience for, you know, nine months, because even though it is actually 10 months, you don't really realize until again, after those first four weeks that you're pregnant, but forcing someone to endure that for all of that period of time is to me a crime against humanity. Um, it's, and I realize that's kind of big thought, but um, I don't think so. And, and I, I think it's horribly convenient that whomever it is out there that are making these rules care so much about a fetus. They're pro birth. They're not pro life. Mm-hmm. Because, and I know everyone is saying this, and you've said this before, and we've said this before. They care everything about you. When you have no viability outside of the host that's harboring you, and the minute you break free, you're on your own. <clears throat> Excuse yep. me. Completely. And so is your mother, and so is everyone else, and it's all your fault if if your, your kid doesn't have shoes to go to school and all these sort of things, and you're like, I never wanted this life for this individual, and now here we are.
3: Yeah. Oh, see guys, this is what I was talking about when I, when I've said before that my wife is one of the smartest people I know, uh, very well put. And, and it's, and it, it is, you and I are in 10,000% agreement when it comes to this, when it this comes to this right. uh, issue, because it's not about if it's, it's not about life. How, how could someone, or how could a group of people like, oh, I don't know, Republicans and maybe some Democrats too, I'm not sure, but be, be so pro-life that we can't even think about, you know, you know, terminating this this pregnancy that that one maybe the person doesn't want or, you know, a broken condom or, or any of these different types of, of things. But the thought of universal health care mm. is so repellent to them that they couldn't. They, they, oh, my God. No, you just you pay for yourself.
2: Exactly. Individual above everything. I mean, the other things that drive me crazy is, you know, uh, uh, what's at the, what's at the crux of this? Obviously it is significantly, and I won't say exclusively, but significantly those of a religious persuasion that are very strongly anti-abortion. And I'm not even going to use the words pro-life because I think that's a bullshit terminology, but anti-abortion. So, but what are those, <clears throat> my goodness, excuse me. What are those?
3: And now back to our regular schedule program.
2: <laughs> trying not to hack out it along. It's Jesus telling me not to talk. <laughs> it's trying yeah. to hold me back. Can't keep me down. Um. At the crux of the issue for me is, uh, if all of these people believe so strongly in the sanctity of life, uh, the church groups, the organized religion, etc., then why the hell aren't they putting all of the things in place to help either reduce the pregnancy rates amongst those people who don't want to be pregnant, let's face it, or supporting the lives of these children that are born and that need help. So why aren't there more programs through churches, even churches, we all know they raise a metric fuck ton of money in what they're doing. Why is so little of that programming actually doing the things that are necessary to support the children that are born into families that don't necessarily have the capacity or desire for that matter to support them.
3: It's interesting. And I, uh, I heard something, uh, just this last week, That was kind of grinding down more. It may have actually been Tom and Cecil from Cognitive Dissonance that were talking about it. And they were saying, uh, Tom was saying that it might not even be uh, anti-abortion. That it might get down to anti-sex. Like oh, don't, huge. don't have sex.
2: Well, look at what they're, look at the backlash against Planned Parenthood. Like yeah. not, and not just the abortion side of it, you know, forgetting that the fact that they screen for cervical cancer and do mammograms and all those other things, which truthfully, if they believe in the sanctity of life, they should also get their asses behind sure. because this, you know, those kind of screening things keep people alive, but whatevs, it's just women. So who cares? Right.
3: Yeah, it's only half the population.
2: Um, but no, I mean, I, I was reading something the other day, and I apologize if I'm going to get the country wrong, but I want to say it was Norway or something. But, you know, if you really want to look at how to keep the rates of abortion down, you look at a country like Norway or whatever it is, who's... Yeah, it, it, is, it is
3: probably one of those countries. Yeah, yeah the, the and basically European they states. say this
2: is where they support, you know, they have very open sex education. Um, they have very... They provide free birth control, the kind of nationwide as part of their health service delivery. Right. They have... Um, counseling services, et cetera, and they have safe abortion Yeah, and they have the lowest rates of abortion and the lowest rates of unwanted pregnancy. Like do the math people. This is not rocket science. If you really want to get to the root of the problem, which is, you know, not killing, you know, fetuses, then you need to look at the bigger picture. But if, If the Republicans, the Christians, the whomevers would just be honest with themselves and say this isn't about babies. This is about controlling women because the way to keep themselves in power and do what they want is to control women. If they just be fucking honest, we could actually have some conversations and move forward because this is not about life. This is about controlling women. Period. End of sentence. Lick it, stick it, stamp it. Screw you all.
3: Yeah. No, it's, and that, and that's very true. And, um, I think that, I think that it's, it's really important. You know, we talked about this before, you know, the whole, you know, keep, you know, keep women barefoot and pregnant. Um, it, it's all throughout religious doctrine. Uh, the, the fact that women are, are second class citizens. And so this is not, and, and it's interesting because I know that you are not as anti-religion as I am. You're still an atheist, but you're not as anti-religion as I am. Right. But it's like, if, if you took, if, if you took religion out of this out of this equation, if you extracted religion from this equation, this would no longer be controversial in any way, shape, or form. In the country that you mentioned, whether it be Norway or any of the other um, uh, uh, Baltic states, um, w- it d- those are also some of the least religious countries in the world. Yeah. And I don't think that that's a coincidence. Yep. And I I don't think that that's a coincidence at all. And so you have you you have this this shitstorm coming together where where you have Uh, You know, ironically, a country that has, you know, right in it, a separation of church and state, which is ironically one of the most religious uh, states in the world. There are people that are that are starting to uh, scream about the like like within the uh, a lot of the atheists and secular groups that I belong to on Facebook, uh, etc., are starting to call some of these far right groups, the the American Taliban. Sure. And when you first read it, it's like, oh. And then you think about it for three seconds. You're like, yeah, they're fucking right. Yep. This is exactly what they're trying to do. How long is it? Now, in, in, with, with some of these states, I th- it, it might be Alabama. I'm pretty sure it is Alabama. 99 years in prison yeah. for having an abortion. Yep. By contrast, there was a man uh, who was sentenced uh, for murdering three people in the state of Alabama No, he he didn't get. Alabama is an execution state, but they didn't execute him. They because it wasn't a first degree. It wasn't like capital murder. Um, He was sentenced to to murder. He got seventy two years. Sure.
2: Yeah, the math for killing
3: three whole people.
2: Well, Alabama is not a state that's known for its prowess in math or (laughs) education or. Or, or, you know, maternal health or yeah. infant, you know, mortality rates. I mean, they rank at the lowest. Maybe that's Georgia. Sorry if I'm mixing them up. But really, who'd, who'd, uh, no one's going to blame me at this point in time. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about, was it Alabama where, you know, they passed this and then, you know, the governor signs it and two days later signs the execution warrant for someone? Yeah. But life is everything. And, you know, God says that life is matters more than anything else in the world. Like, it's just so unbelievably hypocritical. Yeah. You know, and one of the other arguments that always gets to me is well, there are lots of families waiting to adopt. So if you know, if you just have these babies, and you know, it's great to become like a nice adoption factory for all of these other families that are waiting to adopt. So mm. I just looked up some statistics. So this is the other thing that that got me. Obviously, these are U.S. statistics because we're talking about a U.S. issue, which hopefully stays a U.S. issue. Please stay a U.S. issue. Please stay a U.S. issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many kids do you think are in the foster care system in the U.S. in the U.S. right now?
3: Bah, 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 bah. I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball it and say a million. Yeah,
2: it's actually it is actually lower than that. So oh wow, okay. Yeah. Now this is just the foster care system. So these are kids who've been removed, and I, the reason I use foster care, I use it very deliberately because we're talking about think of what are the root causes of abortion, and again, rape and incest. They go. It's very clear as to why someone would want to potentially yeah. not have that child in their life. But when you look at other women who are forced to carry pregnancies to term hmm. and, and then either lose them or, or are forced to give them up because they can't provide the necessities of life for their child. So foster care, these are kids who have been physically removed from the home for yeah. whatever reason, right? Child protective services. So this services, is an issue where yeah. the parents, the mother, the parents together, whatever kind of family dynamic may exist, an agency has said you are not fit to, to, to have dominance, control, exert, all these sort of things Parent over these kids. these kids, right? So this is not including the ones that haven't been reported, that haven't been investigated, that haven't been taken away, but probably still you know, may have those issues. Or the other side of that equation is the number of children who live in homes for parents who never wanted them in the first place. Yep. And I can't think of anything more depressing, more hopeless, more... Harmful to do to a child than to force a woman to bring it into a world where it is not wanted. Sure, yeah. It's horrible. How do you live? How do you thrive? It's horrible. So... Putting all of those things, knowing that this number is actually bigger, but using the foster care statistics, there are four hundred fifteen thousand one hundred twenty nine as per this last. I find that shockingly low, um, but it's from a company. It's from a. The statistic is from extraordinary families foster care and adoption. So this is one that comes up, and it says um, it's approximately the population of Oakland, California. Oh, okay. An average month of uh, an average length of stay twenty months. These kids are in foster care. A
3: little more year and a half, okay.
2: Yeah, over 20,000 uh, youth will age out of foster care. Over 100,000 children are waiting to be adopted. Uh, the average age is 8.7. So these aren't the cute little babies. These are the right. ones where people, I guess, try to make it go or whatever, and things happen, and I get that life happens. Believe me, I do. But, um, and one in four will experience PTSD. So let, think right. about this. Think about the the ramifications Of forcing women who do not want these children to bring them into the world. Yes, they can put them up for adoption. And yes, those children can go on to have happy, loving families. And that, you know, that would be ideal, right? Forget the fact that you're forcing them to carry a pregnancy that they do not want, that has the capacity to cause them, you know, bodily issue, that has the capacity to cost them f- like actual money because of the way the insurance system is set up in the U.S., mm. that has the capacity to cause all sorts of other health problems. But, you know, take all of that out of consideration. So you put these kids into... into, uh, they get adopted and isn't that great, but there's still all sorts of kids waiting to be adopted. And let's face it, those kids that get adopted are usually the babies.
4: Sure. They're turned yeah. over
2: as small infants and go off and live their lives. Well, you know, I mean, the, the average age at 8.7, those aren't the kids that are really getting adopted. Probably not. In foster care, you know. I, the, would the, the that, s-
3: I would think that a lot of those kids that are 8.7... End up growing up to be the ones that age out of it, out, out of the agency.
2: Exactly, and I mean, you've had some semblance of experience with this in yeah. your past. I won't go into details for your own sake, but yeah. I mean, you've seen some of these, you know, kids in the system and and what happens to them. And let's not even talk about FASD and all of the things that can happen. Everything you know else. Yeah. to kids on the the physiological side when. And I mean, that's what some of the, I'm really, I'm all over the place, but that's what some of these bills are even saying too. What are the consequences on the other side? Not only is it 99 years if you have an abortion, but some of the states are starting to say now you're going to have to prove that you had a miscarriage and that this isn't something you did to yourself. Yeah. And that um, if you take drugs or drink alcohol, you can still be party to abortion Mm -hmm. and still have that same 99 year sentence. And I will tell you, as someone who's had a miscarriage- um, if anyone ever tried to come close to me and try to make me prove it, I would
3: you'd punch end up them in, in gi- the face. Yeah, you'd them, never, I'd you, end up in you, jail. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Jail. Which had nothing to do with the original law and everything to do with the yeah. long existing laws that say you can't
3: punch bastards in the face. What about um, something else that, that I think um, is, is, again, one of those statistics that might not even get brought up. Uh, what about the women who you know, who, who go through this kind of, you know, mental trauma, like let's leave physical trauma out of this mental trauma and maybe decide to take their own lives.
2: Oh, tons. I mean, I've, you know, you see a lot of stories and, and I, I, I fully admit, I spent a lot of time in my own little echo chamber and I try to look at, you know, kind of other posts and things that are out there, but I, who doesn't agree that the vast majority of the things they see in their social media and the news that they read, et cetera, aligns with their views. Oh, sure. And many of the
3: Carefully curated, yeah,
2: and many of the stories that I've read have been examples of if abortion didn't exist, if I did not have access to abortion, I would be dead.. Yeah. Um, I remember reading one woman's heartbreaking story, and hers was a case of rape mm. um, where she had to uh, get her aunt to take her out of state. Uh, to have an abortion because she couldn't for whatever reason. I don't remember the dynamics or the location or whatever. Um, but she basically was was planning to take her own life yeah. if she had to carry that pregnancy forward. But, you know, hers doesn't matter. It's all about a clump of cells.
3: Yep. No, very, very, very true.
2: It's just so hypocritical.
3: Yeah. I think that- that's what
2: bugs me the most. That it's, it's you know, every, there's all these jokes. You know, women say, you know, if men could get pregnant you know, then the abortion pills would be right beside the Flintstone vitamins, right? Yeah. We chatted um, about
3: that last week, actually. Yeah.
2: And when the cold, hard reality is that 100% of pregnancy is caused by men. Yeah. It's so fucking ironic.
3: Yeah, it is.
2: It's so ironic. And I, I mean, you know, like one of the things I saw the other day, even if a woman slept with 100 men, she could only get pregnant once and produce one baby over a period of a year. Because yeah. that's how the body works. Yeah. But if a man sleeps with 100 women, he could
3: produce 100 children produce
2: 100 children in that same period of time
3: and if there's twins more than that
2: yeah but so i mean he has the capacity at least to do that but you know it's all the women's fault blame the women yeah
3: yeah no absolutely and and in this like there's no there's no I don't think there's an intelligent counter-argument to be made to that point. No. I really don't. I, yeah, like. And if not- we're going
2: to say that this is how it all goes, then do you flip everything around? Okay, well then, insurance, th- th- it's a dependent. Uh, you can claim it as a dependent the minute that you're pregnant. That yeah, insurance maybe. covers it and everything else. That child support <laughs> starts the minute the kid is born. So you have a one-night stand or something happens, and unfortunately, whatever protection or non-protection... Because you do you, girl. Whatever happens, and even see even me saying that you do you, girl. Like the entire, you know, rationale for birth control yeah. and protection is on the women. That's because just the let's vernacular. face it. That's just, most of the time it is.
3: That's just that. That's just how. That's just how society is.
2: Yeah. So the whole, you know, child support then starts it. But no, of course, none of that. That that's ridiculous. Yeah. Of that's course.
3: just crazy. Well, why did you? You know, because again, going back to. Um, going back to what we talked about before is it's anti-sex. Of course. Why didn't you just, I remember, and we talked about this before on, on, on the podcast. I remember, I remember my mom having a conversation with my sisters and, and the line was, don't do anything that you can't do holding an aspirin between your knees. My mother, I heard my mother say I those can't words. hold an
2: aspirin between my knees, period like well, my knees don't want to be that close together. well it I'm hurts. just saying. I and know. so
3: and and what I joked about was I guess that my mom hadn't heard, it, but you know doing it from behind, yeah, right so because you keep your knees together and still get you know and still get uh, still go into the bad place or you know or to the the backside. Uh, so it, it's it, it, it doesn't matter like that type of thing doesn't matter, but it's anti-sex, yeah right you know, don't get pregnant, don't get and when you do, and, and that even that, I'm not even sure that I even necessarily want to go into that, but that, poses a whole other bunch of problems when, okay, so, um, so men and women, they, they do their good little godly thing and they wait until they're, they're married and then they have sex on their wedding night. And this I think has the capacity to produce a metric fuck ton of unhappy people Mm. because you don't know, like I am firmly in support of, you know, one, you know, have, you know, having... As much sex as you want to have, as long as it's responsible and safe and all those other things. But to wait until I marry this person, fuck the fact that you don't even know whether or not the the, the fact that the person leaves the tube off the toothpaste, toothpaste pisses you the fuck off. Mm. But how do you know whether or not this is the sex you like? Yeah. You know, but it's not about that. It's, a, it's just about, you know, face-to-face missionary procreation sex. That's well, I mean, all it's about. And
2: that's what it, exactly. That's exactly what all of this comes down to. It's the fruit of the poison tree. It's It It really starts off with this concept of sex is only for procreation. Sex is only for within a marriage. Sex is only between a man and a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You put all of those things together. And so everything that comes from that or that goes against that is bad. And when you have this many, let's face it, white men in powers of position and authority who happen to believe this because guaranteed a whole bunch of them never paid attention to it anyway, but outwardly will tell you that they did, Brett Kavanaugh. Um, (laughs) So, uh, but they're the ones who get to make all of the rules now. And that's, that's what's killing literally killing women or will will definitely be killing women Yep,
3: absolutely. i mean i
2: laugh to talk about brett kavanaugh but i laugh you know the whole thing about his confirmation was that you know a mistake he made at 17 shouldn't you know chase him for the rest of his life but okay so a woman who makes a mistake at 17 because the guy didn't wear a condom or whatever yeah but she has to now be burdened with that for a responsibility for a whole entire life yeah for the rest of her life yep just the hypocrisy burns my cookies. It's a good thing I'm not wearing my Apple Watch right now <laughs> is because your heart rate my either. heart. <laughs> I don't want to know what my heart rate is because this makes me so very angry. Yeah.
3: Heart rate, blood pressure, bad. <sighs> okay, let's move on to the next story, which is not controversial at all. Uh-uh. Um, oh, and by the way, just just so you're aware, that was 31 minutes. My yeah,
2: love. so we don't need to do any more stories.
3: <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. No. Okay, so um, so I I mentioned this very slightly at the, at the beginning, but. Um, uh, this message is from the... Uh, this uh, story is from the Patheos blogs. White women are helping states pass abortion restrictions. Um, their support for Republican officials has been key to the GOP, or the good old party, strength in the South. Um, again, this is from the well, Patheos. Well, white women
2: is how Trump got elected. Well, yeah, for sure. So yeah. this surprises me not. Yeah. At all.
3: Strong support... Uh, For most white women, especially those who identify as evangelical Christians, has helped uh, Republicans dominate local government in the states, passing the most restrictive measures from Alabama uh, and Georgia to Kentucky and Missouri. And uh, every time, now, every time I see the state Missouri, I twitch a little bit because because of our dear friends that are there. In some of those states, polling shows the opposition to legal abortion is higher among white women than among white men. These attitudes underscore why it is too simplistic, too simplistic to forecast that the, re- that, uh, that the renewed push for uh, against abortion will uniformly drive women away from the GOP. There's no question that anti-abortion rights supporters everywhere are mobilizing in opposition to these highly restricted new laws, which range from bans starting at six weeks uh, pregnancy to total prohibition. Um, Activists have held more than 500 events in all 50 states uh, on just this past Tuesday to protest these new laws. Uh, uh, they say uh, the energy and measures that will uh, ignite the 2020 presidential and congressional elections, particularly among the roughly 60% majority of women uh, who support legalized abortions. And I think, well, 60% of, of women that support legalized abortions. But there, there was another poll that showed that essentially within, basically, within the people polled, over sixty percent. It was sixty three percent. Said, "Yeah, you know what? Legal abortion should totally, you know, like or abortion should be legal without without question." Um, uh, we will power the movement in twenty twenty. Um, uh, Pro Choice America president, uh, fuck this name up something, uh, Liz Hogue, probably no relation to our friends, um, insisted uh, in a conference on Wednesday there will be political consequences. And you so- know what?
2: I, I I hope so, but I kind of. I'm scared. Yeah. You know why? Because it's not about man or woman in this situation with the ones that are most vehemently, you know, pro-life. It's about religious.
3: Yep. No, it is. And it I is. and
2: I think as women, that's one of the things that we find the most disappointing, that our own kind betray us. That they sit back and say, no, no, we agree. God should be the, you know, the ultimate judge of all of this, not you. And yeah. that it just seems like we're used to it from men. I know that's going to sound harsh and ho- hypergeneralization, but, you know, not it is wrong. it is different from, you know, you don't understand what it's like to have a uterus, to have this, that and the other thing simply out of biology. It's not a like you yeah. you just can't. And that's that's the way we are built. Um, but these other women who are very religious, as you said, the evangelical in there, et cetera. It feels kind of extra betraying, betrayalish, ish, betrayal esque. What what just I popped mean, from in my mind is,
3: is self imposed
2: subjugation. Well, yeah, and I mean, they're the, but the, not just to yourself; to, every, to all the other women. Well, too. that's it, right? If you don't, that's the old slide. If you don't like abortions, don't, don't have, have one. one. Yeah. but don't tell me that I can't just because you're God.
3: Yeah. So there's an interesting uh, uh, another part to this. It says, "Wit Ayers, um, a Republican pollster who works extensively across the South, says that white women, particularly suburban white women, have been." Absolutely critical to the GOP strengths uh, in states approving the abortion bans. Election Day exit polls showed that white women in these, these areas were, were the big uh, majorities, were ones who, sub, who allowed Republicans to take the leads uh, in, in some of these areas. In 2018, for instance, an exit poll conducted by Edison Research found a full three-quarters of white women supported uh, Republican Brian Kemp over the Democratic Stacey uh, Abrams in Georgia for the uh, during the governor's race that same year 16 percent of white women um, picked the Democrat Mike Epsi, uh for Mississippi's Senate seat in twenty in the 2017 special election in Alabama 63 percent of white women backed Republican Roy Moore and anybody who remembers this <laughs> from from a year ago Roy Moore the guy who was who, who got in trouble for basically, uh, kitty creeping in a mall.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. <clears throat> it says here who faced multiple allegations and dated teenagers, uh, teenage girls as an adult over Democrat Doug Jones, who narrowly triumphed anyway. And then Roy Moore screamed from the rafters about rigged elections and all these other things. Right. Um, in, in all these races, Southern white women's, uh, Preferences diverge sharply from those of African-American women who gave 97% of the votes to Abrams, 48% to Jones, and 93% to Epsi. So all of the the, the Democrats on the other side. Which is
2: really interesting, actually, because <coughs> then if you work back, if you take out the God piece, which is what I'm saying, like, like these evangelical kind of white women, um, evangelicalism or or kind of that devotion to God is not a white person thing or not exclusively a white person thing it
3: didn't used to be so
2: it's you no know, but it's interesting i mean it's that i, I figured like that, that would be the one denominator obviously there's many other issues at play but this whole like white women in the south was i think one of the main things that handed trump his presidency i think it. Was, I think everyone underestimated
3: oh, no, no, the whole women that's for that's trump thing yeah. but but I think it's interesting because you, you said a minute ago, not necessarily a white thing, but you have. So we talked about this probably, well, it's probably a year and a half ago now, but some of the top uh, white evangelical money-making uh, Christian preachers. And within the top eight, there was only one who was black. Right. It was a guy named Creflo Dollar. Right. But uh, topping the list actually was, I believe, if if memory serves, was Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland, who had a net worth of almost $800 billion. Mm-hmm. So you take Kenneth Copeland, you take... Um, uh, uh, Pat Robertson. You take well, even
2: Pat Robertson says that some of these bills are going yeah, exactly. too far. I you was take like Pat what? Robertson.
3: You take uh Jim Baker. Mm, you cool. take uh you know guys like um, uh, uh Graham's uh, Billy Graham's son. now Franklin Graham. You take all these. These What's are the all dude
2: from Houston, Joel Austin or uh, Joel yeah, Chicklet, <laughs>
3: uh, Georgia. Yeah, he's from Georgia. Is he
2: no? Uh,
3: you know, he's from Georgia because when remember when uh, when Atlanta had all those floods and it he, wasn't Atlanta, it was Houston. He, was it Houston? It was the
2: Houston flood because he bought the old.
3: That's right, dome. the old stadium and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, well, I just call him Chicklets.
2: Okay. Um,
3: but there was an interesting article uh, the other day about him talking about all the tithes and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and there was a photo taking of him getting into his Ferrari four fifty eight. Of course. Which is a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars Like I said, hypocrisy.
2: Like it's yeah. all built on hypocrisy.
3: Yeah. Um, okay, now let's actually move to a good news story, okay? Okay. This is actually a good news story. This is from Gay Star News. Okay. All right? Brazil's top court voted to make homophobia and transphobia illegal under the country's constitution. Right. What was so surprising about this is Brazil is hyper-Catholic. Yes. Fucking hyper-Catholic.
2: And very, um, and, and I, and I'm not saying this from my own perspective, but from our next door neighbor, who's from Brazil, yeah, like moved here seven years ago, eight years ago and, and said, you know, this it's, it's still very socially, I don't want to say backwards, but regressed. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, Oh, hang on just one second. I dropped my news story. (laughs) Um, six out of 11, Supreme Federal Tribunal judges voted inflate in flavor, <laughs> flavor, mm, flame. I'm hungry in favor of the new legislation, uh, claiming the majority. More, the remaining five ministers um, who ca- uh, cast their vote obviously uh, against it. Um, so the the law is to include. This is some of the wording, and I'm sure this has to be. I'm sure this has to be turned into like full legalese. Um, anyone who discriminates, offends, or assaults. Someone because of their sexual orientation will be subject to the same penalties as the crime that currently exists for racism, which I didn't know was a thing until I looked it up after this, hmm. which can face up to three years in prison. Offense?
2: That's yeah, interesting.
3: Yeah. So basically, um, so basically, anyone who's outwardly racist. So I don't imagine there's many KKK rallies in, in Brazil. Um, you could get three years in prison and, and or a fine. Hmm. Now, part of me wonders. The the cynic in me wonders. Well, okay, you know, here's a hundred dollar fine. You know, don't do it again. Or whether or not it would actually be way more serious than that. Um I, I, don't, think I don't know. There's really I'm something
2: to be said. And again, I'm 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 a, you know, a cisgendered white woman. Um, so I can't begin to understand the, you know, the kind of mindset. But I wonder if just knowing that there is some recognition that this is not okay
3: yeah. by
2: your government yep. is maybe not enough, but it's something. Right. It's progress. It's like, Hey, you know, this, this is my government's making a law saying that this is, it is not okay to offend me, assault me, et cetera. Yeah. Which, you know, at the basis of it all should be pretty straightforward, but it, it shouldn't
3: be. This is not controversial.
2: <sighs> well, it's not controversial. It shouldn't be, but
3: yeah. Um, so this comes about basically after, uh, Brazil's and it, most of this is written, uh, in, uh, Spanish. So I'm Portuguese not gonna, friend, whatever. Portuguese. Nice,
2: whatever. <laughs> That's Right
3: Jesus. As, as my as my father would have said, it's all the same. Um, mm. But of course, it's not, and I apologize. Yet, it's Portuguese. <laughs> um, basically, the um, LGBTQ uh, rights advocate group. One of the reasons this this uh, this was successful was they they didn't argue. Basically, you you know we're gay, and you have to accept us. The argument was made that it that was unconstitutional. Mm. So it reminds me of, you know, it, you know, it reminds me of, you know, kind of like how it's not, it's not what you're arguing, it's how you're arguing. Well, it. that's how, and how you can kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. and how you can kind of sidestep, the, exactly. Yeah. Kind of how you can sidestep the whole thing. Well, you know, we're not, we're not trying to say th- th- against this. We're actually saying it's against this. Oh, if you're saying it's against that, yeah, we kind of have to, you know, we kind of can't object uh, to that.
2: Exactly. So it's, th- it's the method that you use to argue that's so important.
3: Yeah. So, um, okay. Moving on to our next story, sticking with the whole, sticking with, uh, uh, with the LGBT, uh, theme June is pride month and I'm, I'm super pumped because I saw this, uh, story pump, uh, uh get uh, put up on Facebook, the municipality of Clarington, which is very close to where we are, um, is mm-hmm. getting off to a great start and they have, they have a, a rainbow crosswalk that's at, and, and it's again for, for 99.9% of, um, of uh, our listeners, you you have no idea where Clarington is, but essentially, <laughs> most people
2: around here yeah, have no idea yeah. where Clarington
3: is. So okay, so um, if you imagine uh, the great city of Toronto, uh, where we uh, broadcast the CA from, is in the little uh, little uh, uh, hamlet of Whitby, which is about well, it's talked in um, well, no, we don't, we're going to talk in kilometers. It's about about fifty five to sixty kilometers from uh, Toronto, and uh, Clarington is about another 15 or so kilometers from that. So uh, if you want to uh, experience uh, Pride early in uh, in uh, the town of uh, Clarington, you can go to Mearns Avenue and Apple Blossom Boulevard. So Mearns is close to where uh, I used to uh, work in Bowmanville. And Apple Blossom Boulevard, I'm actually not 100% sure where that is. But I think it's interesting because one of, the, um, one of the people that I used to work with in Bowmanville lives off of Mearns. And she was, or was, I assume, is still hyper-Christian. Oh, boy. She used to get really offended when I would wear some of my T-shirts um, on days that I could. Hmm. And I love the fact that she's probably going to have to stare at this thing. <laughs> a lot as she uh, as she goes to the neighborhood. Yep. That that makes me happy. But uh we're going to uh talk speaking more about a uh, pride as we come into pride. Uh we we've, we've tried uh every year to have a uh uh to have uh, a guest or two on to talk about uh LGBT issues. And so I'm going to reach out to uh to some of my friends and I'm sure Dean will do the same thing. And maybe you should too if you have any friends who yeah. want to come on the podcast to, uh, to talk about this stuff, then you, you should totally do that. Um, just, just because it's, it's important and, um, and we'll, we'll be changing our, we'll be changing our, our logo to the, uh, to the Canada, to the pride, uh, Canada flag as we've, uh, as we've done in years past. So, but I thought that's a, a good way to kick it off and to have a little bit of, uh, have a little bit of pride showing early. <coughs> now we're gonna cross uh, cross the border back into now for
2: something completely different.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, homophobic bigotry. Um, I thought this was uh, was pretty uh, interesting. This is from the Friendly Atheist Blogs. Um, so Doctor Don Boys, and we should uh, we should clarify, Doctor, <laughs> he has his doctorate in uh, in theology, so he has an advanced degree in make believe. And um, he's a former Indiana legislator who thinks ho- homosexuality is a crime. Uh, he believes mm-hmm. that it should merit a 12-year jail sentence. It's just kind of arbitrary. Wow. Yep. And uh, who also believes it's not really rape unless the victim screams. These are all quotes from him. Uh, and he mm-hmm. would, and he, but he would like to know, this, this exemplar of, uh, of uh, moral integrity would like everybody to know that Pete Buttigieg cannot be president. Like, cannot be president. And the reason why is because he might die in office. Now, now... Isn't he like 38? Well, no, I think a doctor, I use doctor very loosely. No, I'm talking about Pete. No, Dr. Boys
2: hmm.
3: might be, might be accurate in that he he stands a chance of being killed by another homophobic bigot. Wow. Um. So he might die in office because he's gay. Okay. But. Quote, all homosexuals are aware that their lifespan is about 20 years less than normal people. He said this out loud in front of wow. other humans. Yep. So voters should know that a homosexual president may not live to finish their term. They get eight years max. The dude's only like, the dude's a baby. Yep. Moreover, 70% of homosexuals admit to having at least one STD. HPV,
2: yep. ask white people about HPV.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 80% of everyone will get an HPV infection by the time they're 50.
3: Yep. And which is an STD. I didn't know, I uh, uh, I say this kind of tongue in cheek, I didn't know this was a thing. 20% of homosexual men are infected with HIV. Really? I, I I, think he's pulling, like everything else, he's pulling it out of his ass. But I'd be curious, send us an email to c rajcom if you, there actually is a statistic. As I'm my a Google lovely wife shit. grabs her phone to check it out uh, now. Um, don't, he goes on, don't voters have a right, even an obligation to know their candidates health status, um, <laughs> might be an issue. This coming from a man who has a president right now that eats Kentucky fried chicken and McDonald's yeah. five days a week. And who tried to say he was 238 pounds. And I love this. I, when that, when that claim first came out that he was 238 pounds, they put a picture of Trump next to, uh, um, Colin Kaepernick who was also rated at 238 pounds and showed the difference between the two. It's like, this is what someone at 238 pounds looks like. Wow. And here's Donald Trump. Um, Is a homosexual candidate an uh, an exception to the health thing? Uh, If so, why? Uh, And then the question which I find hysterical is, will he release his complete medical records? And I'd say, sure. Right along the same time Trump releases his yeah, tax exactly. returns. Um, it, it's so ridiculous. So this this man, Pete Buttigieg, who I don't know a ton about, um, although, again, I'll reference uh, something that um, Tom and Cecil talked about on Cognitive Dissonance. They had a really interesting, I hope they end up releasing it for, uh, for everybody. They released a show for patrons, uh, for patrons only, talking about basically the top... Uh, Democratic candidates, kind of who they are, how old they are, and the stances that they they hold and stuff like that. Pete Buttigieg, even though he's only you know he's quote unquote only the mayor of a you know moderately sized um, city uh, in in the U.S., he has he has military service uh, uh, behind his back. He's got a, um, a stellar education, all these other things, and it's it's just it's again a word you've used a bunch of times today. Hypocritical. Yep to say, you know, will he release his medical records when you have fucking Trump
2: in the fucking White House? And you know what? Like, he, he might be just fine. Here's my medical records. I'm 38 years old. What have I got to hide? Yeah, Exactly. So I can't find the... There's no. I'm looking at the CDC because I only trust certain websites, as you all should. Hmm. Uh, I'm looking at the CDC Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the U.S. And right now, I can't find a proportion of, you know, the number of people currently infected versus the general population... <clears throat> pardon me, but what I can show you is that in 2016, gay and bisexual men accounted for 67% of the new HIV diagnoses. Which means, do the math, one third are not gay and bisexual men. Yeah. So, suck it. Doctor. Yeah. Whatever your name is. Like, ugh, yeah
3: Jerks. All right. so, well, Yeah. Jerks. Alright. So, we're plugging along just nicely, just so you're aware, we're at 50 minutes. What? So far, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yes, let's move on to our next uh, news story. This okay? So you're familiar with uh, Mr. Ken Ham?
2: Yes.
3: (laughs) Mister, I have a book. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
3: Well, the um, as as everyone is aware, Mister Ken Ham has the AKPAC, right? Right. And the AKPAC is in northern Kentucky. Well. this is a, this is a very very funny very and the irony, the irony, in this story, it's is odd. is that of, of what medge, uh, legends are made of, truly, <laughs> um, the the owners, Ken Ham of course being one of them, uh, are suing, their insurance company. Okay. Over rain damage. Oh come on. <laughs> Dead fucking serious. Um, I'm, I'm dead fucking serious. So, <laughs> um, the owners of the life-size replica of Noah's Ark in Northern Kentucky have sued its insurers for refusing to cover rain damage. Uh, the Ark Encounter, which was, un- which, uh, unveiled this 510 foot long, um, model in 2016, says the heavy rains in 2017 and 2018 caused a landslide. Um, and now... Mm. What's interesting here is, th- and this is, this <laughs> so it didn't cause damage to the Ark itself, although I wish I kind of, yeah, you know, and whatever, fuck it. I kind of wish it would have. It caused damage to the access road, so people couldn't get there, okay?
2: And I guess this is privately held land, so it's not yes. a...
3: Um, and the five insurance carriers refused to cover the nearly $1 million in damages, okay? Sure. In a 77-page lawsuit filed (laughs) at the U.S. District Court, Ark Encounter asks Uh, for compensatory and, of course, punitive damages. Oh, right. Because the U.S. is so so litigious.
2: Why don't they sue God? God's the one who made their reign. Um, Well,
3: no, it's probably... It's it's God's fault. Act
2: of God. Even insurance says, act of God.
3: It's probably Satan's fault. No, act of God. The Ark itself was not damaged, but the road uh, needs to be rebuilt, according to the suit. Uh, The Ark Park is open, says Melanie Etheridge, a spokeswoman for the attraction's Dallas-based public relations firm, who only laughed when informed that the Ark Encounter had sued over flood damage. So even the public (laughs) relations (laughs) office is like, really, you're suing? Like, (laughs) you're you're suing over this? But the Ark Encounter's lawyer, Amanda Brooke Stubblefield, at the Cincinnati firm Keating, blah, 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 and something else.
2: Do we cheat him and how?
3: Yeah. uh, Said the suit is no laughing matter. We are not going to comment on the, on the press in this case uh, at this time, she said. Etheridge subsequently issued a statement that said the, law, the lawsuit speaks for itself. So basically the public relations firm had to go back and say, <laughs> sorry, we laughed at you. Yeah. Here's our real statement. Uh, the lawsuit speaks for itself. We don't have anything to add at this time other than to say that we are highly confident of the merits of our case will speak for themselves and that a fair resolution to the matter will be reached. Uh, the statement also says that the Ark encountered guests have been unaffected by work uh, done uh, being done to the access road. So so the workers, ha- you know, everything's still going fine, but they're just suing because money. Um, hours of operations have not even been affected. So again, j- money because. Yeah, exactly. Money because.
2: They don't want to pay to repair their own road. Yeah. That God damaged. Yeah.
3: Um, with his tears at their so, folly. Uh, so someone else said, Noah's Ark... Is a vessel in the Genesis flood, and through which God spares Noah and his family. Blah 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 blah. Circle jerk. Um, so, and then they, then they, then they, sh- they switch gears, and they are currently working on another Ark Park. Currently, we're on another Ark Park, and they're hoping that it will be as successful as as the current one. Do you know how much it costs to get into the Ark Park?
2: No, I don't want to know. Uh, it's so more or less than what it would cost us to go to the zoo more where they have the animals more. that were apparently on the ark. Yeah, more we just looked at this M-more. the other day and our zoo is pretty awesome more more there's $29 a person to get into adult the adult
3: admission yeah. to the Ark museum mm-hmm. is $75 per person
2: shut the front door
3: and $24 for kids aged 5 to 12. Wow.
2: Build your own own fucking road. Indoctrination at a third of the price.
3: Build your own fucking road. Wow.
2: That's intense. And
3: they got a hundred million dollar government subsidy to build the fucking thing in the first place. Yeah, That's gross in its own right, but whatevs. Um, Apparently within the 77 page uh, document submitted, they're asking for a jury trial. Oh, really? Yeah. And if they get a local jury trial, they'll get them. They'll get the money at the snap of a fucking finger.
2: I was going to say, you know, I can't see a universe in which they would get a jury trial for something like this, but I also thought Trump would never be president. So, yeah, there you go. You know, I okay, so now, gotta,
3: so now we got to. So now we got to go to. Um, what
2: time are we at now?
3: Fifty-five minutes.
2: My attention span is waning.
3: Oh well. <laughs> Keep it up. Not really. Uh, okay, so now we got to go to our audio. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, we only have three pieces. One three? of which. Yeah. We only have three. That's that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, one of which uh, speaks to an article that we read, but it was Brian Fisher, so I couldn't uh, resist. Um, mm-hmm. So I think maybe we should just get right into it. And Brian Brian Fisher is in firm agreement with Dr. Joy in that we cannot have a gay president. Okay.
2: Okay.
3: Here is um, here's Mr. Fisher.
1: A homosexual in the White House must be unthinkable. That's the title of my piece. It's got to be unthinkable for us even to consider putting a homosexual in the White House as our next president.
3: Because he'd be Democrat. No, yeah, well, that's not, he doesn't mean that. Could yeah, he? Yeah.
1: And what I say here is, look, if you love America, if you're an American and you love America... We you cannot afford to put an unapologetic and unrepentant homosexual in the White House.
2: What if you're a gay American? What if you're a gay American who loves America? Oh, you can't. Or you can't love America if you're gay? No. You can only love men? Yes. Or or women for that matter?
3: Yeah. No, you, you can't be you can't love America and be gay. That's not a thing. Wow.
1: First thing to do is ask somebody if they think the president should be a role model. Most people will say, "Yeah." <laughs> now, our friends on the left, progressive friends, are just consumed with outrage that we have an adulterer now sitting in the White House. Yeah. Yes. But what we should point out is: look, if they are outraged that we have an adulterer in the White House, they have made our argument for us because, by their own admission, they are agreeing that it would be president, and what he does in his private letter life does matter and is a valid concern
2: voters but there's a huge difference between being an adulterer and just being homosexual yeah if you're a homosexual adulterer watch out (laughs) damn
3: that's right damn fucking armageddon's coming
2: exactly um white house down
3: but you can't okay but you don't choose to be you don't choose to be an adulterer you choose to be gay sure right Mm -hmm. um of course um and of course saying that very tongue-in-cheek um but so
2: uh,
3: i wonder how loudly brian fisher is screaming for the impeachment of donald trump (laughs) if you could hear that, then you have an idea.
1: They were in an odd place right now in our culture in which the very same people who are blasting the president for sordid sexual conduct 12 years ago are lionizing and swooning over somebody who is engaging in sordid sexual conduct repeatedly and proudly.
2: With his husband. Now, adultery
1: is sexually deviant, make no mistake about it, because it deviates from God's design for human sexuality. But homosexuality, I would submit, is even more deviant than...
2: Isn't that convenient?
3: Although the Bible says there's only one punishment for sin, all sin. So even the Bible doesn't rank, "This this is totally the worst thing you could do well, actually, no, that's not 100% true because Mark three twenty nine says every sin shall be forgiven except blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So that's the one thing, but we're, but <laughs> so, but that's the one we're thing that's so much trouble. Oh, fuck. I'm yeah, I've I'm going to get an aisle seat. Um, but if, so if that's the one kind of, unf- but then after that, there is no ranking. So the 10 commandments, it doesn't say murder is worse than stealing or worse than lying or anything else like that. Hmm. Um, but, but Brian has de- has just decided, arbitrarily, that adultery isn't as bad
2: as gay sex. Mm-hmm. It's his world. We just live in it. Yes.
3: Adultery
1: because homosexuality puts human body parts to uses that were never intended by nature or by nature's God.
3: Okay, so nature's not...
2: Nature's God.
3: Yeah. So not everybody... <laughs> nature's God. Now with 25% less sodium. Um, okay. Okay. The argument has been made, you know, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, because if you look at how the body works, then you know look, you know the male genitalia is made to fit in the female genitalia. but if you turn a male around, he has an accessible hole, and then the other male's uh, penis could very easily go into that hole well easily I don't know, I've never experienced it um but it could it's still an it's still an accessible port of entry is what I'm trying to is what I'm trying to get at. And so it, it, it throws this whole idea of, of his design. And if it was such a big, if it was such a big fucking deal in the first place, why did God, if there was a God, make gay people?
2: And can I just wait? I'm going to yeah. pop in for something. My friend posted this the other day on Facebook, um, talking about, you know, the Adam and Eve not Adam and Steve and, you know, it should be a man and a woman. Um, there are some new additions to the wildlife community inside Boston's New England aquarium, two baby anacondas. The South American snakes are amongst the biggest in the world, but the arrival of these little ones took everyone by surprise. They were born in an exhibit that doesn't have any male snakes. Watch out motherfuckers. We coming for you. (laughs) That's interesting. Right? So, I mean, this is, you know, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Well, maybe we don't actually need snakes. Anacondas don't apparently need male snakes to reproduce anymore.
3: Yeah. Now, now that's, uh, yeah, I mean, Parthenogenesis, uh, Christopher Hitchens talked about this in God is not great. Parthenogenesis is not unheard of, um, but it's exceedingly rare in the animal kingdom. It, like, for instance, it like w- we're in the animal kingdom. It doesn't exist among, among Homo sapiens or maybe do you yet. Know what,
2: you know what Parthenogenesis translates to?
3: No, I don't know what that translates it to. It
2: translates literally to virgin birth from its Greek origin. Yeah. More common in plants and invertebrates. So in things like wasps, ants, aphids, you'll see parthenogenesis more frequently than you will invertebrate species. Frogs?
3: I think there's... A, I, I think this is the
2: second known case in green anacondas. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Some species simply clone themselves. So they duplicate their DNA, duplicate their cells, and all their offspring will be completely identical to themselves. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea, ladies. You and with what, me? <laughs> let's do this.
3: <laughs> let's not run us all out of town yet. Um, but then the, the other interesting thing is that I wonder, I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that um, Anacondas are boids, and so give birth to live young versus uh, uh, they're not egg bearing. Yep. I don't know how I don't know what that has to do. Yeah, with I don't it.
2: think it. They went and did DNA testing to to see if they are in fact clones. And ultimately, testing did confirm this was parthenogenesis. Babies do appear to be clones of their mother. If all that sounds familiar from somewhere, you might remember the plotline of the movie Jurassic Park. Jurassic
3: Park, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let uh, Brian finish up.
1: We also have to point out that homosexuality. Homosexual sex is far riskier to human health. Than
3: he- What's funny here is now, for the rest of this, so basically the producers start... Trailing in this Trailing in his, 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 his exit music, mm-hmm. but he ain't done.
1: Heterosexual sex, again, according to the CDC, which is not a part of the vast right-wing conspiracy, 65% of all of the males who have ever contracted HIV-AIDS in the history of the epidemic got it through having sex with other males another 25 percent got it through
3: injection drug abuse so homosexuality is a
2: greater that, and more that doesn't add up to 100 percent though i like how he conveniently leaves off the others this is this is this is fisher math yeah
1: manifest threat to human health even than injection drug abuse a drug abuse and everybody admits that's a huge health problem So if somebody's pushing back on this, ask them if you think it would be okay to celebrate a candidate who is repeatedly, unapologetically, and proudly injecting himself with heroin, cocaine, or meth.
2: Because that's the same thing, you piece of shit. Yep, yep. You know what, he probably has a meth lab in his basement. Yep. No one suspects. That's right. They're crazy preacher man.
3: Um, okay.
2: It's kind of so like you and your, your whole thing about you're so anti cheating. It's the perfect it's the perfect <laughs> alibi. Never yeah, we, expect him to cheat. He's so anti cheating.
3: Exactly. Mm. Meanwhile. Yeah, exactly. I got to meet my brother. <laughs> uh, okay, so our next uh, audio clip is uh, your friend and mine, Lance Walnut. Um, his name's not really Walnut. It's Walnow, but I call oh. him Lance Walnut. Um, and he's he's just a just a. of nuts. He is. Come on, that was funny. Batshit fucking crazy.
2: Bag of nuts.
3: Yeah, he's okay. batshit fucking crazy. Um, he he was on a, a television program uh, and unveiling his Trump prayer coin.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw this guy, the forty five dollar prayer coin. Yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go.
4: They think we're crazy, but we're actually the ding, same. Ding, 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 ding. you have been praying all across America. How many have you been praying? This coin is our point of contact. When I asked the Lord why the coin, the Lord said, because when you take the coin, it's a point of contact. So your faith is being released with a million other believers to pray protection and peace and wisdom and counsel over the president of the United States and over his family. <laughs> Here, this coin yes. is a point of contact. This twenty-four yes. karat gold-plated coin, and uh, and there's
2: always my favorite is there's always a woman in the background going yes, yes, well this always. Is
3: what, so this was on this was on Jim Baker's show. Wait, well, so so there's Jim. That was
2: Tammy, Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye's role.
3: Well, no, well, well yes, Tammy Jim. Faye
2: dead. I know that's why I said that was her role yeah, back in the day. This is
3: this is the new wife, mm-hmm. and her whole thing is mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. Well,
2: exactly. That's and, what they're there for. Yeah. Yeah, And it's funny because oh, every PM. time,
3: we've talked about this before, every time she speaks out of turn, he gives her a look and she shuts the fuck up. Like, like, it's just like, almost like a, like a, like a fucking taser, like a little, mm-hmm. like a dog collar. Like, collar. Exactly. Like, woman, mm-hmm. I didn't tell you to talk.
4: By the way, I had, I had to, uh, I couldn't uh, copy the Sanhedrin model. I told them I would do an original. So we found uh, a nicer picture of the president to use. So...
3: And the, in the picture that they use of Trump, he looks like the biggest, fu- it's not a smiling picture or anything like that. He looks like a fucking sad sack in it's
2: this picture. It's not hard.
3: That's true. But it's, it's funny mm. when you see the coin mm. and I love how the 24 carat gold plated. Right. 24 carat gold plated tin Right. or whatever. Like what, what do they, what do they use? Is it nickel they use for coins? I don't know. No. What do they use? For, what do they use to, to, what do they put under the gold plating? I have no idea. I don't know. Okay, you find that out as you grab your phone.
4: We have our own version of it. But what uh, we want to do is we want to be able to start, Jim, this move. We've got 16 months. This battle for the future of America has already started. 16 to 18 months. We're already in it. We're in the battle right now. We need to be praying now and not captive to gloom or anxiety or fear. But channeling our, our optimism in the direction of God's begun a miracle. Let's keep that miracle going
3: yeah let's keep that miracle going
2: yeah because it is just a miracle so let's (laughs) make sure that doesn't happen Um, for the record coins American coins anyway general circulation American coins do have a percentage of nickel
3: but the
2: vast majority is copper oh okay Copper. Uh, 75% in a nickel which is ironic but whatever Um, 92% in a dime and 92% as well in a quarter a US quarter
3: Interesting. Okay, I
2: know.
3: and knowing is half the battle. It's oh,
2: little, something you can bring out at parties.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, did you know? Here's more. Here's more useless information. Okay, now when this moves on to our our last um, our last uh, story, and this is a sad story. It, it's a sad story because it turns out that all of us, all of us atheists, we don't really exist. Ooh. Yep. Does
2: so, I mean I don't have to pay my taxes? <laughs>
3: um, and this this comes by way of uh, by Mr. Tim Barton, and uh, he well he has a he has a message for us.
2: I hope he's not snapping his fingers. Why? Pulling a Thanos and making all of us atheists disappear. Oh okay. Dude, you should have gotten that.
3: I didn't get that. You should have gotten that. Yeah, I probably should have gotten that. The fact that I
2: said that and you didn't get it. It's kind of hot. The world, it's not hot. <laughs> the world is just tilting incorrectly on its axis it's at this hot. moment. Okay, so here's how we don't exist.
5: Most of the people that I have met or encountered who claim to be atheists are, are not atheists because they've actually done their research, which I, I, I think it's worth noting. The, the best you can be, if you're going to be intellectually honest, the best you can be is an agnostic.
3: Okay, so I'm going to stop there right there and tell Mr. Tim Barton to go fuck himself because I have not five feet from me, maybe six feet from me. One of the lovely birthday gifts that you got for me says the best way to become an atheist is to read the Bible. And I have T-shirts that say I'm an atheist because I have read it. I guarantee you that I've read the Bible more than Tim fucking Barton has. So he can go fuck himself.
5: Yeah. Saying I don't really know if there's a God or not. You actually can't be an atheist. To be an atheist, you have to be able to make a definitive claim there is no
3: God. Which is no.
2: absolutely not true. Yeah,
3: that's absolutely not true. Now it's interesting. And because- so,
2: and listeners, if you're ever looking for a good re- like comeback for when people say these things to you, Michael's about to give you one with a with a little side plate of anger. <laughs> so,
3: okay, so the whole thing is, is there's there's a couple of different definitions. If you use the dictionary definition like just Webster's English Dictionary of an Atheist. And look at Sense 1. It says someone who lacks a belief in a god or gods. However, after having conversations with uh, Steve McRae, who um, I think was actually in, who did the intro to this episode. Now I forget because I did it last night. But um, we we had an interesting dialogue. He put out, uh, we've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again because Tim Barton has me pissed off now. Um, There is a philosophical definition to atheism which is someone who believes no gods exist. And it's interesting because Steve put out a paper basically saying, you know, atheists and their burden of proof. The first time I read it, I'm like, Steve, you're full of shit. And then I actually spoke with him about it. And then I thought he was less full of, less full of shit.
2: Full of less shit? Full
3: of less shit. And, but but it's interesting because it doesn't matter. And so basically what's, what he talks about in his paper is how... Is that, is that even atheists making that kind of a declaration still have a burden of proof, and it's fine. I can satisfy my burden of proof in 10 fucking seconds. There are multiple lines, uh, multiple independent lines of scientific evidence that all converge on the fact that evolution is true, the fact that the Earth, you know, is about four and a half billion years old; that the that the universe is around fourteen billion years old. This you have you have genetics and phylogenetics. You have biology. You have chemistry. You have um, geology. You got
2: you, lady snakes making their own babies without you know, no man snakes.
3: <clears throat> all these other things, and all of these separate, independent lines of evo- evidence all converge. You have the fact that that evolution is absolutely a demonstrable fact of population genetics, and it is no longer it, it's no longer even a debate. We are the fact that we are monkeys, the fact that we as Homo sapiens are apes, apes and monkeys, is, is a demonstrable fact. And so, for someone to, for, and so I can take the philosophical definition and I can meet my burden of proof. Now, this motherfucker here goes off and he says, Oh, you know, you can't you just have to be an agnostic. No, there's a difference. Gnosticism, meaning knowledge, um, it, it, it's a different kind of thing. Do I have absolute knowledge that no God exists? No, I don't. And I don't even know that that's even a cogent question that we can even have an answer to that. But this motherfucker doesn't have one piece, not one single solitary piece of objectively verifiable evidence that his God does fucking exist. He and is until.
2: waving his finger like crazy. I told you a side plate of anger. And, and, if he, and until, still. He
3: comes at, until he comes to the table with something like that, I say a healthy and hearty go, a fuck yourself. And now we'll continue on with our regularly scheduled program.
5: (laughs) In order for you to make that claim, you have to have all knowledge, which I've never met even an atheist who acknowledges they know everything there is to know. So it's impossible.
2: So can't they turn around and use that on themselves? I mean, they firmly believe a God exists. Yeah. They cannot have all knowledge. So, I mean, you could turn his own argument back to him.
3: No, you can't. And I'll tell you why you can't turn his argument against him. Because he's too stupid to realize it? Or No, because of things like divine revelation, because Bible, because circular reasoning. um, And well, it doesn't actually it's no more complicated than that. Um, Because He's going to say that's
2: enough and that satisfies his burden.
3: Well, exactly. Or he's going to even even in his first statement, it was just an anecdote, an an anecdote, all the atheists. Yeah. (laughs) All of the atheists I've met. Well, Uh it's like and and so that which is a cool story, bro. But until you back it up with something, I'm going to dismiss that. What does the tattoo on my arm say? You know, if you can assert it without evidence, I'll dismiss it without evidence. And so the whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. But because he has said, oh, you know, I had a revelation. I know God's real. I felt his work in my life. You can't tell me that God's not real. That's all the justification a fuckhead like this needs to go up there and say that we, in turn, don't exist, because this, because that. Well, he doesn't have all knowledge, but if you pressed him on that issue, no, he'd say, I don't have all knowledge, but I have a personal relationship with someone who has all knowledge. That's what that cunt would say. Mm -hmm. And so, and those are the types of things that they say, and they think that it's a miracle fucking answer to the question, and it's not. But in his pea brain, it is.
2: He's so mad right now. He's so Ah! mad, he's turning red. You can't see it, but he is.
5: That there could be a God and you just don't know it. Well, if they say no, then they're acknowledging they know everything there is, which, first of all, is a problem. But secondly, let, let's say that, that you did have a great level of knowledge and understanding. Not only do you have to know everything there is to know to say with any kind of definition there is or definitiveness, there is no God. You also have to be omnipresent, be everywhere at the same time, because what if God is in South Africa while you're in Switzerland? And then you go to South Africa.
2: Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. God. Come <laughs> well, that was funny.
5: But God's now over in New Zealand while you're in South Africa. You have to be everywhere at the same time to say that there is no God. So the best you can be is an
3: agnostic. The church, the apocalypse.
2: So, hang on a minute. Won't most atheists not make that claim?
3: What claim exactly? That
2: there is no God? There are some.
3: And it's funny because, so if you look at... Um, like if, if you look at uh, some people look at atheism uh, on a spectrum like the Dawkins scale yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and some people say, you know, so there's, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a strong theist, you know, weak all the way across to strong atheist. In fact, the only Gnostic atheist I have ever met is Aaron Ross. Hmm. Who says he knows that no gods exist? He says, "I says I know gods can't exist." Right,
2: but the vast majority of yeah, the, the others will be like, I, "I know I could be wrong, but I reject your god claim. Yeah, I reject. Exactly. I you know." And yeah.
3: that's the thing is that is that I don't I don't know that gods don't exist, but l- let me hear your claim. Yeah, that claim is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's that's how I say. Although, like I've like I've said before on the podcast, and like I've said to Dean, and I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer to turning over to the other side saying, now, you know, base, based on based on the evidence we have, based on the the mountains of evidence we have, I'm coming closer to being able to say with confidence, gods do not exist. Hmm. And that, that's a bold claim. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Okay. What
5: do you mean? I'm really sure if there is a God or not because you don't have the knowledge you need to say there is no God. Generally what happens from people that are atheists is... They're an atheist out of frustration, out of pain, out of, you know, the hypocrisy of the church. Because he
3: killed my mother.
2: Oh, um, God.
3: Fucking, yeah, the, for, <laughs> the the line from God's not dead. I'm not, a, I am not an atheist out of anger or frustration or anything else like that. Lack um, of evidence. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and this is the thing, we talked about this before. Uh, I was, uh, I, I went on to... This um, YouTube site. Oh, we'll talk about this for just a second. So there's this new uh, YouTube site that I encourage all of y- all of um, uh, my f- uh, fellow heathens to go to called Capturing Christianity. Um, it's an interesting uh, little YouTube channel, and I interacted a couple of nights ago. They had he had this guy named Doctor uh, Tim McGrew on, and he was and what Tim McGrew was talking about was Bayesian theory which is um, probability theory. And his argument is that based on probability theory, when you stack all these probabilities, that the likelihood of God is virtually certain,
2: which is... I love that we're having a thunderstorm and there's all this (laughs) thunder crashing in the background. Which is interesting
3: because if you read an actual doctor, Richard Carrier's book
2: Mm -hmm.
3: called Proving History, he finds virtually the opposite. That when you stack, when you start stacking all of the probabilities, that the likelihood that a God exists is unbelievably low. Mm. And so I went on, I I went on, I was typing furiously in the comment section. And at one, it was funny because at one point, uh, I was typing away and, uh, the, the guy from capturing Christianity, he read one of my questions and cause he started talking about, you know, uh, the, the jar, like uh, a jar full of marbles and the probability, whether it's even versus odd and stuff like that. Sure. And so one of the things I commented on was I'm like, really use, you're, you're using marbles. If God was as evident as your marbles, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Right. Um, And to which Tim McGrew just kind of wrote that off and said, well, you know, if you want to talk about that. And he, he just, he, he just, he wrote me, he wrote my, my comment off. And then at one point the guy from capturing Christianity said, you know, Hey, Canadian atheist, keep it up. And what I responded to that was, I said, I said, it's really hard because he can spew bullshit faster than I can refute it. Right. Um, and, and it's, and it's true because you've heard other people say this, like people like Aaron Ra who were, who have engaged with guys like, uh, Kent Hovind, who we've had on the podcast, but who's engaged with people like Kent Hovind and say in, in a, in a, in a verbal discussion, it's virtually impossible. He, Aaron has actually, dem- he actually, uh, did a, a YouTube, uh, a YouTube video about this where he, he read out, he, he allowed Kent to read out one of his sentences in this video and he pointed out where... Kent lied more times in the sentence than there were words in the sentence.
2: <laughs> so, That's impressive. So it's,
3: it, it's. How is that possible? It's virtually. Imp- I don't know, but it was like literally the sentence, the, the sentence was n- like nine or 10 words long, and Aaron pointed out 11 separate lies wow. made in that sentence. That's and it had to do with evolution and stuff like that. And so. Um, anyway, so look up capturing Christianity. It's fun. I sent him an email saying, Hey, you know, I'd love to talk to you and stuff like that. And he wrote me off saying, you know, I really don't have time. You know, I really don't have time to come on somebody else's show. And I respond to that was like, well, I wasn't really talking about whether it was going to be, you know, your YouTube channel or, or our podcast, Yeah. but it seems like you're not interested anyway. Yeah. And then the last thing I put, put was, you know, you know, keep, you know, keep talking to atheists and stuff like that. Beware of echo chambers, my friend. Mm. Um, and then I haven't heard from him back since. And he, it doesn't seem like he's much interested in looking outside of his little echo chamber, but getting back to what uh, this, this, this dipshit was saying, um, no. Anger, frustration—these are these are not valid points. I'm angry and frustrated, but I'm angry and frustrated over the things this dipshit is saying, not the fact that oh, I can't I can't see God. You know, I am sorry, I don't look at flowers and see the miracle of creation because that's not a thing. Did you want to say anything before I let this? Well, I was talk just going to
2: joke. If you look at the flowers and you're on The Walking Dead, that causes a whole other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like look at the flowers. <laughs> Kaboom.
5: The hypocrisy of the people. It's not because they've actually done the research.
3: Fuck you. Yeah, and that's it. Not because you've actually done your research. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Um, it's it's so it's so unbelievable that and what I would love to know is what research. What what is it? And, and it's funny because I I don't remember what kind of for lack of a better term atheist apologist was the one I first heard use this uh, question, but. What okay, so you believe there's a god? Cool, and some some get really kind of pokey and say which one, right? Um, but then another question is what is what is it that convinced you you're right? And it's always the same mundane bullshit. It's always oh you know if we look if you look at the Bible if you look at this if you look at that all these other things.
2: But that's a great question to ask someone who isn't exceedingly religious.
3: Yeah, maybe I'd be,
2: I'd be very curious, like someone who's. Uh, you know a high holiday christian or something like that who says that they kind of believes it'd be interesting to see their response
3: yeah that could be an interesting way to, to that could be an interesting angle to toss out uh, doing street epistemology mhm to ask that question yeah <sighs> well anyway, anyway, yeah. That puts us an hour and 22 minutes. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is pretty much okay. our... I've been,
2: I've been surfing Facebook while you're talking.
3: <laughs> <Which is> pretty <laughs> much our, our show average uh, uh, now. But you made it.
2: I did. Good uh, for
3: you. Shut
2: up. <laughs> I got pee. I got two cups of coffee in me. <laughs> All
3: right. So um, th- that was good. I want to thank you. For, for doing this because mm-hmm. it was really it was really cool to hear it was really cool to hear you go off on a tirade on something that you're super passionate about well and it, wasn't and it was really and it was really important
2: tirade it was like yeah. jumping all over the place but
3: and it was really important too so I so it's one of the uh, things that
2: genuinely frightens me as just when you think things can't get worse or turn further they continue to turn and my biggest concern is that we hit outrage fatigue I mean yeah. I hit it ages ago. Um, and trying to continually attempt to fight the good fight, however that looks and yep. in whatever way is possible is increasingly challenging when there is so little individual power that one person has, Yeah, even yep. at the ballot box,
3: but you still got to vote.
2: Oh, hell yes. But
3: still got to vote. I have vote. not missed
2: a single opportunity. No,
3: nor have I. Okay. So that puts us in an hour and... 24 minutes Mm -hmm. and I think that's enough trouble for us to get into as you give me that evil eye Mm -hmm. I think it's enough trouble for us to get into um, for this episode but we'll be back at you next week hopefully Uh, Dean's feeling better if not I'm going to drag your ass in again Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but until next week I have been Michael
2: and I have been Shannon
3: and we shall see you later bye -bye. bye
2: This has been The CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.